discuss the beverage. What are you doing, Mrs. Tony? We think you with a little juice. No, we think that you ooze. Go with the juice. Hollywood Pictures presents Encino Man. He's a million years old. Look, does the body good, huh? Uh. Great hair. And living proof that evolution is not an exact science. Squeezing the juice. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. That was a little hot, actually. Right I, said Fred. I've turned that down. That, that is a very sexy song. So Ladies good. and gentlemen, and everybody in between. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Everybody out there, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are the, are the movies, movies that made us gay. Yay. Welcome back. This is our part two of our uh, love for... Brendan Fraser summer miniseries. Yes, it's our Brendan Fraser obsession. Crazy for series. crazy. <laughs> crazy for crazy. I love it. So oh we did do this. These two both on the vote. The Mummy yes. won, but we just figured, why the fuck not? We're just gonna do Encino Man. Yeah, The Mummy won in, in our like head to head, but this movie, come on, I can't. I mean, it's just natural. Yeah, that we had to do Encino Man. Yes. Why don't you introduce our wonderful guest? We had. One of my favorite people, <laughs> Ashley from Keep It Weird. Yay. Welcome, Hi. welcome back to the show. Hello. I feel like a very appropriate movie to have you on for. And you were talking about this movie about like a month and a half ago on your podcast. I did listen to your uh what was the what was the podcast theme? That week. It was uh, an archaeological, anthropological sort of theme. Ah. And Basically, I brought up Encino Man, and I was like, "Naturally, we could yeah. learn a lot about um, where we came from if we watched Encino Man." <laughs> and and my fiance Joe disagreed. <laughs> He's not about the scientific accuracy of Encino Man. Oh, I have questions for um, him. <laughs> He has a lot of thoughts for you. Okay. <laughs> I know that he has a degree in anthropology, Mr. Smarty yes. Pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes, he he does not share the love ah. um, <laughs> that I have for this really terrible film. Sure. Yes, indeed. But, I mean, just to, to say nothing of the fact that Brendan Fraser is a uh, six-foot-three specimen of a very uh, Anglo-Saxon-looking <laughs> person tall drink of water <laughs> but i think the casting works though because i i do think that he looks like he stepped right out of now help me out ashley like what period do cavemen come from well hmm. i suppose that's a complicated it, what question do i know yeah i mean <laughs> well okay so at one point in the movie Polly shore stoney um he says something about the bowl remember it right. was like the yes. The the piece of like pottery they find in the yeah pool. he he says the period of which that comes from but yes. I don't remember what it was it started with an M neither do I I neither. like the stupid character note that you can tell that Polly Shore probably had when he did this role because I'm sure that probably Polly Shore had a lot to say about this character because he's pretty much just playing Polly Shore but I like that he's a smart stoner yeah like, I like well, that he's the- like he's 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 kind of like book smart. Yeah, he's a sweetie pie. And the thing mm-hmm. is, is that 
just right off the bat, we need to bring up the fact that this is the same character from Son-in-Law. Oh, I have I have in my notes it's, shared he, cinematic universe with Son-in-Law. He says at the end of the movie, I'll be back. <laughs> and I mean, the thing is, though, is that it's not a cinematic, a shared cinematic. It's like an alternate timeline because he doesn't recognize Link, uh, Link yeah. in mm-hmm. Son-in-Law. And his name isn't isn't Stony or Stanley. Yeah. What is his it's name? Crawl. It's called <laughs> Crawl. <laughs> which would have been a decent name for link as well quickly in, yeah. the, in the connections with son-in-law i like that uh spoiler alert when the cave woman comes in the very last scene i like that they pretty much give her the makeover carla gugino gets from Polly shore yeah. and son-in-law. Yeah. like the exact right. same makeover same haircut like they yeah. give her like a it's a, a really poo- it's a really poofy bob like it's a bob with an undercut because you know right. as girls as you know Ashley if you're gonna get that length of hair you got to do the undercut on the neck yes right because mm-hmm. um, then you're just a mushroom. oh uh, yes exactly then you're just Christmas tree head yeah. and it's not um, but it was also like just hyper blown out so it was kind of rounded um, and blonde the same color as Carla Gugino why did they make her blonde in in and son-in-law, I'll never know. Well, um, she's more of an orange in son-in-law. That's true. This is true. It's not quite blonde. They didn't. They didn't quite leave the bleach in <laughs> long enough. They no. It's a little brassy. <laughs> um, Scott, do you have some statistics, some stats, I some mean, paperwork? I don't have on, too many. Be- Man. I don't have too many behind the story. Uh, behind the scenes, behind the scenes BTS. stuff from In Studio Man, because surprisingly, there's been no retrospects of this written online. Which how I was weird? How could there not be? <laughs> How has there not done anything for like the 25 year anniversary? Oh my goodness! But um, Son-in-Law was directed by Les Mayfield, and he is a veteran of behind-the-scenes promotional documentaries of making of movies. Like he directed so the making a- of Jurassic Park. So he's an auteur. Okay. So like he's just sort of an ad guy that would just throw together clip packages for like like HBO or anything that showed like making of sure. stuff, anything that you would find on like a special edition that was VHS the director or something of, of Encino man. Yes. yes. Les Mayfield. Okay. Because the movie is sort of thrown together like a collection of clips for a movie to make a trailer. It's almost like a long, All mon- over the place. it's a long montage. Well, it would make yeah. the it scenes would, don't really connect to each other. It would make no. sense because this movie was shot in between the months of December of 91 and February of 92. And this movie came out May 22nd of 1992. So quick turnaround. This, for movie, this movie came out in 92. Ooh. I thought this was 93 the entire summer time. of 92. <clears throat> okay. Wow. So let me say this then, because I was doing the math all wrong in my head because I thought this was 92. So my notes say that Polly Shore was 24. During the making of this movie, that would have put him even younger at 23 during the making of this movie. Why does he look 38? Yeah. <laughs> He's 23. He looks like like a 38-year-old man. This He's movie. the oldest high school student to ever go to Encino High. I mean, you know, it's a movie in the 90s, so we can't fault them for having older actors, but he just looks so old. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, what's the guy's name? Robin Sweeney's boyfriend, the sort of like bad boy. Michael he looks Deloise. old as shit too. Michael Deloise looks old as fuck. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. He's like thirty. Yeah, Sean Astin in ninety two age appropriate. I think he was about nineteen. Yeah, they yeah. probably got him over the age of eighteen so we could work eight yeah. hours. Yeah, so he was probably about right. But Paulie, that's insane to me. Wow. So Ashley, this movie came out the same day. 
uh, as Alien 3 and Far and Away. Um, Can here's you the thing. That? I love Alien 3. <laughs> I, no, no I, I do not like Alien 3. It is by far my least favorite of the Alien canon. I can take your lead. Yeah, I like Alien Resurrection more, but... I I would peg you for an Alien Resurrection kind of a gal. Interesting. We just rewatched Alien Resurrection. (laughs) We did. I do say, not a great movie, but I really do love the bathing beauty xenomorph scene, though. (laughs) Yes, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful scene. It is very beautiful. The xenomorphs in water swimming is is very... It's a cool visual. Interesting. The Esther Williams moment. Um, Wow. Okay, so this places me... Again, as the as the grand dame in the room, so this you places have, me you firmly have, in high school. You would have been in high school. I was a freshman. This was my freshman year. You would have been like hanging out with these kids in the and in the hockey rink. I was a young freshman, so I probably wouldn't have been able to go to the hockey rink. Or if I went, I would have been like either by myself or with one friend, like in the corner talking could, to no one. I could see you hanging out with uh, Data from the Goonies. I was going to say I would have been hanging out with Jonathan Kikwan with Short Round. Um, I, for every time I watch this movie, because it takes like probably about 10 years in between viewings, I always forget that short round is in this. Yeah. And when I saw him, it just made me so happy. I was just like, oh, it's data. It's short round. It's, it's a reunion. I love it. I, now, since we mentioned the hockey, is there a lot of hockey in Encino? (laughs) I mean, I guess there's a a sport niche for everything in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. There's enough people to have a rink. I I mean, it was probably one of those things that maybe in the original script treatment, it was a roller rink. And (laughs) they just kind of figured, we need to make this a little cooler. Yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. Ice hockey is pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) I would like to... Oh, I'm sorry. I would like to talk about... The fashions right off the oh, bat. Oh, boy. Right off the bat. So, okay. A couple of things. Granted, a lot of is, mesh. There's a lot of mesh. But, okay. Granted, since this is 1992 and we're a little earlier, it's practically the late 80s. So, you wa- you watch this movie and it doesn't scream to me, oh, look how 90s they look. We're just sort of going into grunge, like yeah. tipping our toe into it a little now, bit. I don't know if it's because I lived through it. And, you know, I was a freshman in high school I at mean, the time. you can so buy all me, these clothes and cotton on right well, now. Well, no. What I was going to say is it doesn't scream they look so 90s. They just look like they're just wearing clothes. Yeah. They just look like like an alien came to Earth and were just like, dress these humans in clothings. And they put them in like, here are jean pants and here is white well, shirt. What's uh, what's the, the, the jock's name? In the- Matt show matt yeah matt so matt dresses like a greaser yes he does yeah and yet he has like a blown out pompadour well yeah. this is this is very early 90210 this is season two 90210 you are so right i didn't so, even think of that yeah so that's where that's yeah. coming from because that early 90s we didn't know what was going on so we were just pulling from everywhere Yeah, we were confused yes and very confused um uh, Stony Polly Shore. I mean, there's so much to say about this character. Clearly, it's it's just Polly, but the idea here right. is that this this is 1992, and this guy is wearing like bell bottoms and like it's not even. It's like a 70s pastiche. It's like no one in the 70s dressed like that. But that's what people in the 90s. It's like thought. an idea of the 70s yeah. or late 60s. Yeah. So is this like if we're gonna if we go and watch like uh, you know like Riverdale or some shit like that, 
and there's like some kid wearing like Jinko jeans and like a like a shiny silver like baggy button down shirt with like wrap around sunglasses and like spiky like is that what this is like somebody was dressing like mad 1999 on like you know on like some teen show today that's insane I... to me <laughs> Here's the thing I don't think that you can even count Polly Shore in the conversation of the wardrobe of this film. Yeah. Because, because he's, he's on another planet. Yeah. So I was reading that Polly Shore was originally cast as Link or they met with him first before they met with Brendan. And um, so, and then they kind of did like a casting switch when they discovered Brendan Fraser. And most of Shore's dialogue was improvised due to the fact that his character was not in the original script. Oh my so they just sort of inserted this character because this was meant to be well, a Polly Shore vehicle. So they just sort of just put him there as the friend. This movie would be even more trash without Polly Shore. He's yeah, like the sure. best part mm-hmm. of this movie. Like at first, I'm I know w- we're crazy for crazy. No, but <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right because you think like. Oh, Polly Shore, it's just like this weird, like throwaway kind of um, caricature that he's doing. But as the movie goes on, he's really the heart and soul there's some of weird, these characters. There's some depth to him. He's great. He kind yeah. of gets, yeah. he gets uh, Link the best out of anyone in the movie. Yes. And uh, like and I. Oh, also, Polly Shore is just like the unsung hero of the 90s anyway. I mean, I'm proud to say that I enjoy jury duty. Jury duty's good. <laughs> in the army. In the now. army now. In the army now with Lori Petty. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's great. Son, and of course, son-in-law, also, yeah. um, Link is in in the army now too. Oh my god! Yeah. So it's a full yeah. poly universe. And do you yeah, think it's a- like the same bit where like Link comes up and he says something, and Polly Shore is like. Uh, like, do I know that guy? Wow. And then, like, the scene moves on. Wow. Like, he has this weird deja vu of like, yeah. have I met? It's like you an before? alternate universe. I love, where... I love the polyverse. They've got to like put, they've got to like put these out on like a, a Blu-ray set. So that that makes me think of that. Brendan and Polly just um, just must have been friendly. And yeah. he's like, oh sure, I'll yeah, maybe. I'll I'll come and yeah. do you a solid and just do this quick cool little on. this quick little walk on for the day. Sure. Well, did they all have the same director? That would make sense, but I don't know. I don't know. But also, this leads to what I have later on in my notes, that Dave, Sean Astin's character, is the villain of this movie. He's kind of a jerk. He's 100% the villain of this movie. I had that in my notes, too. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) I think I really saw that on this viewing. He's a horrible friend, and he's a horrible friend from scene one. It's not even like we find out he's weird. Like no, he's yeah. awful yeah. from the first scene of this movie. I even wrote like the first time where they get to school, like before Link is even in the picture, he has a line where he says, Robin Sweeney is mine. Yeah. And it's yeah. like mad incel energy. Yes, he's like, very predatory. Yeah. Very predatory towards Robin. Mm-hmm. Very weird with Link. Um, yes. Yeah, it's all about his agenda, and his entire agenda is: I want to have a pool party in my disgusting standing water hole in my backyard. Yeah, I want to be popular. <laughs> all he cares about. Yeah, and then yeah, at one point, 
point, like uh, Stoney says, like uh, about Robert Sweeney again, he says that, you know, you could have had her in grade school. And Sean Astin's character, Dave, is like, yeah, but she wasn't hot then. Yeah. Yeah. She was like. But, 11. but you were in grade school too. Like your 11 year old <laughs> self is like, no, she's a surfboard. I'm going to wait for and her to like. <laughs> yeah, that's the incel part of it. Is that totally. like, oh yeah, you're a lot to write home about Sean Astin. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sean Astin looked like a boring like dad in 1992 <laughs> when he was like 19. Do you uh, know that I helped out Sean Astin at Barnes and Noble actually once? Really? <laughs> so, so, uh, total dad move. That. It was the, it was like, Opening on the dot, he was waiting outside. Wow. And he, he came to the kids' section where I was working at the time, and he wanted um, the Captain Underpants books. And I was like, oh, sure. Adorable. Oh, sure, Sean. Like all of them? Right this way. Because he was going to a birthday party and first daughter, and they needed to get a present. So he got a Captain Underpants Aww. box set. But it was funny because like my reaction to when Sean walked up to me was, hey, Sean, what's up? Just like <laughs> I was just so friendly with him just from like stuff yeah. like the goonies like lord of the pals. rings yeah like i just i just like oh oh hi what's up oh sure <laughs> dave i've done that before dave i Plinky, actually sure. i worked with <laughs> i worked with Polly shore uh when i worked at flappers at the comedy club he mm-hmm. did a weekend there and yeah, uh he is extraordinarily sweet yeah but also incredibly and permanently fucked up Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, come on. And, like, through no, no fault of his own, like, he I, – I can't tell the whole story because it's just, like, too sad and too personal. But, yeah. like, he is messed up and it's not a drug thing. It's, like, he was so incredibly famous Yeah. in his 20s. Like, so incredibly famous. A very famous. specific 90s famous, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and like, his fans are, are very, like – crazy with him like he told me at one point he was like you know uh i'm gonna take some pictures with these fans but like don't let them grab on to me they, they always grab on to me oh my god and uh and that's exactly what happened the first woman she like grabbed onto him and was like pulling him and he was like please stop please stop oh like god. he's like he has like ptsd from people oh. literally like jumping on his small body wow Polly Shore has an interesting background in los angeles because he grew up around yeah. stand-up comedy at the because his parents owned the comedy store his mother yeah his mother mm-hmm. just yeah. passed away didn't yeah. she yeah she did mitzi so they're just these staples of the sunset strip at the time yes yeah. as a matter of fact we were watching just some youtube videos looking for Polly shore like maybe on mtv or something talking about this movie and there's a there's a some mtv stuff with him interviewing keanu i sent you that earlier today did you watch it no, that's what that was. It's yeah. super cute because Keanu is about twenty five, maybe in the clip. Keanu's fucking adorable, and in he's it. super cute. And he's like, "Oh, I saw you. Um, I saw you at the Improv on Melrose." And Polly was like, "No, you didn't." And he's like, "Yeah, it was at the Improv, and blah blah blah. And you did this, and you did that." And Polly was like, "Well, it was a comedy store." And Keanu was like, "No, it was the Improv." And I'm and I'm sitting on the couch going, "No, Keanu, it was the comedy store." <laughs> Because in like you know in like ninety or ninety one, like Polly would not have been playing at at the improv because his mother owned no. the comedy store. Yeah, like it's like I don't like to cross you, Keanu. Yeah, yeah, but I will. Yeah, exactly. They also mention in that YouTube video that um, 
Polly read for Bill and Ted. For Ted, yeah. And he read for Ted. Wow. And he lost out to Keanu. And I always just kind of, and then that just kind of got me thinking. I was like, I wonder if kind of he just had years of resentment from that. Maybe. Because Bill and Ted was such a huge sleeper hit. Yeah. For the late 80s. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I guess that and his, really, you know, became a cult classic, mm-hmm. which none of Polly's movies really did. I mean, there's like a select few of us that are like Encino Man rules, <laughs> yeah. but, but like it doesn't. It's bad. Although yeah, I, no, yeah, totally. although I would have to say, gun to my head, if I ha- if I was at the video store and I had to rent one over the other, I would Sunlock. probably pick Son in Law. <laughs> I would also choose Son in Law over Encino Man. I mean, uh, Encino Man has, like, Brendan's dreamy face, that angel face, like, all through this movie. He has very, he has very handsome eyes. He just has an angel face. He's got the face of an angel, and he, there is just so much, and for me, being, you know, like, 14 or whatever, watching this movie, you know, they find this, like caveman they throw him in the bathtub they procure this clothing for a full-grown man who is this <laughs> neither of them are the same size so i, I was it's very true so i was reading that there was wardrobe issues yeah that uh at oh. six foot three brendan was too yes. big for the wardrobe created by a costume designer marie france yes so all of his crew all of his clothes had to be made special and tailored to his very tall, lean frame. Wow. So it's like... Because as we saw mm-hmm. in Gods and Monsters the other night, Brendan Fraser is a big doofus. Like, he's a yeah. giant, just lumbering dude. And, um, you know, but like I was saying, it's like there's just this relationship that the three of them have with him. And he is playing, you know, this Encino man who is just like... uh very childlike um but also he's very like uh they're very hands-on with each other yes you know yeah well i i i feel like he's so lovable and childlike and innocent when in reality i'm pretty sure that caveman would have killed someone within 10 minutes of being oh yeah totally (laughs) yes indeed um, probably, you know, he's just looking for food. He's looking for his, his, his cave woman. <laughs> I always, nugs. I always do find the opening scenes of this movie to be harrowing. That's a, it's a, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a journey in, you know, Pangea or wherever we are. It's not Pangea. <laughs> it's Encino. <laughs> it's Encino, clearly. So I was wondering, do you think that Los Angeles, the Los Angeles County area Basin. would have been underwater at this time? No. Of when the movie opens? No. I don't know. No, it's wait. I love oh, that I'm just asking you all these thing. all of these like like you would know. Let me tell you this, know, that the, the Tongva people, the Gabrielino people have been in the San Gabriel Valley for I will would venture to say a thousand years. Um there are there are cave paintings in Santa Barbara. Like yeah, that's wild to me. That is, there's literally cave drawings in Santa, and the fucked up thing about the cave drawings in the in the caves, they're beach caves. Did so somebody it, vandalize them? 
Well, okay. So they're beach caves. So they're very, it's very like the craft. Like they're very like right on like this cove, like in the ocean and like all this ocean water. Um, but right. when you go in, there are now big grates and you can't get to them anymore. And it's not that like cholos came and vandalized them. It's just that like they were open to the public all the way until like the 60s or the 70s. So yeah. just like dumb kids were going in and writing like Jughead was here, you know, like in like the 40s and the 50s. I feel like if we're going to talk about what was going on at that time and if there could be a caveman frozen in the ground, yeah, it's sort of like – so Hostel was the answer to like 9-11 and terrorism and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the answer <laughs> to Vietnam War and I think Encino Man is just the answer to – being scared of California earthquakes. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone thought that LA was going to break off into yeah. the ocean. Because we're not sure yet. It could happen. Yes, indeed. The big one. We're waiting for the big one. Pete's mom is obsessed with the big oh, one. Oh, she's waiting for the big one. She always says <laughs> oh, it's, when, it's it's happening. When, when the big one happens. When the earthquake happens. When it happens. When the earthquake it's happens. It's a when. Yeah. And it's the earthquake. She didn't call it the big one anymore. It's just the earthquake. When the earthquake happens. Where are our shoes under the bed? Do you have a good pair of shoes under the bed that you can just reach? So you can run out of the house no. in the middle of the night, Ashley. Is that you, a thing? Yes. You need a pair of shoes. I hope that right you don't. I hope but I thought you're not supposed to. I thought you're not supposed to run outside. Well, I mean, just with all the windows shatter in the big one. You know, you're yeah, going to be glass I, I, everywhere. Yeah, but I've heard that you're supposed to stay inside because the chances of you running outside and being crushed by something that fell on you yes. is like higher than dying in your home. This is true. This is true. You can tell Melinda, but what I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, your windows in your bedroom are going to explode in towards yeah, you. You're right. And so you're going to need to cover those feet. And also, uh, don't hang anything above your bed. I was going to say, Ashley, I hope that you don't have any shelves no above your bed. Picture frames. I don't. No picture frames, no shelving units, anything like that that's just going to fall right on your head. I need to do some rearranging, but yeah. not much. Uh, yeah. Do you remember your b- <laughs> first big California earthquake when you first moved out here? I remember mine. I do. Or are you waiting for uh, but it wasn't too bad. The, the yeah. It hasn't gotten bad until this mm-hmm. last year. Last well, year, actually. Do you remember last the one year, on the 4th, 4th of July? July. La- I was going to yeah. say the one on 4th yep. of July last year. I remember I was writing an order in the dairy box, and I just felt the floor shaking, and I saw all of our racks just, like, start swaying. <laughs> and then I ran uh, out, and I was just like, oh, shit. It's worse when you see stuff moving. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Joe and I were watching Independence Day. Love it. That's appropriate. And as <laughs> it was like right when the scene where like Jada and Will go outside, it was like right when the aliens were showing up. Oh, you mean and our Vivica? whole apartment starts shaking. Oh, Vivica, you're right. <laughs> How uh, dare you? Thinking of his real life <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's an intense scene um, for there yeah. to be an actual earthquake. Oh, uh, sure was. Huh. I was you know like, why? Yeah. That's why. That's why. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my first big earthquake. It was I was in second grade. <laughs> I wasn't here yet. I was in second grade. I wasn't and in it LA. Freaked me the fuck out. I was like, "What?" Well, I want to say that the big earthquake happened uh, on my birthday. I think oh, the, the North, Northridge. I think the Northridge quake in the early nineties happened on my birthday. I think this movie is pre Northridge earthquake, by the way. Yeah, yeah, because that yeah. was what I was wondering: is yeah. if it was literally an answer to yeah <laughs> the scary no. earthquake, but it wasn't. Yeah, Northridge is ninety four. This is this is ninety two. Wow. So they're they're prescient, you know. Um, 
you know, with the La Brea tar pits and all that good stuff, it's like there's a tie to Los Angeles having this like prehistoric. We all saw a volcano. We mm-hmm. all saw it. You know, um, I which, prefer I prefer Dante's Peak, but that's a conversation for another podcast. And I like to think of <laughs> I like to think of volcano as a documentary. Um, of what could happen. Speaking of documentaries of what could happen and, and Encino Man, this also brings me to, do you remember Mermaid, The Body Found? Of course. Yes. Ashley, did you watch Mermaid, what? The Body Found? This is, this Mermaid, <laughs> no. The Body Found is very on brand for you and Keep It Weird too. It was a no. mockumentary, but it was on like the Discovery Channel. And, and it was they, oh, oh, all actors, yes. and they, but they played it off as real. And they introduced and they played it off like it's real. And then as you're and watching it, it kind of slowly it, dawns on you. Read about it it kind of oh. slowly dawns on you that you're being gooped as you're watching it. Let me yeah. tell you this. Those actors, oh, man, they need... They're legit. Yeah, they need representation. Break out today. the Emmys. Yeah, they were the shit. I was fully on board with the whole evolution of the mermaids. I mean, it makes total sense. It makes so much sense. If you're going to somehow explain how mermaids actually exist. It makes so much sense. The footage, yeah. But the the science, 100% real. Speaking (laughs) of good acting, this movie has very little of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that's why Son-in-Law tips more towards my favorite than this one. Because this one, the performances are so insane there's so many, so like, there's so many little characters. First of all, Rose McGowan before oh surgery. Film, yes. Film debut of Rose McGowan, I believe. <laughs> Where is her top lip? Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's not in this movie. No one knows. It's not in this movie. We haven't found it yet. Yeah. She, she, almost, I was like, not sure if it was her. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Know. It's, it's, <laughs> it wasn't until she spoke. And then yeah. I was like, oh my God. And I want to say McGowan. Rose is in Biodome too. That really? She later she... came back for a polystyrene movie. Oh, yeah, I think she's, she's one of their girlfriends in Biodome. She is in Biodome. Um, the and parents... then what's the actress's name from The Craft and Empire Records? Oh, Robin Tooney, my Tunney. favorite character of the movie. Robin Tooney. She... she is the best. I she mean, is DTF. I... She wants that Cro-Magnon dick. I'm a yes, sucker for. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a valley girl in the movie. And what I appreciate about... What I appreciate about this version of of a Valley Girl yeah. is that she's like a Raven Beauty Valley Girl. Yeah, like she's, she's not, not a typical. Blonde. She's not like a a dumb blonde. Yes, she's indeed. like she's she's a brunette. Yes, indeed. And she's horny. Oh, she's so horny. She's so horny for for Link. Um, <laughs> I wanna fuck. Oh, that was a little quiet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I would like to talk about Dave's parents. Oh, I love them. <laughs> sort of. I love how he like he's totally gaslights them. Yeah. Okay. So his mom is like nineties working mom. So she's yeah. got shit going on. She's got like whatever it is she does, real estate probably or some sort of interior design. She's got clients, <laughs> she's got phone calls, and she's not yes. have time for these kids. She's got an agenda and and Dave is not on it. Um, the dad, Richard Masseur, who I know and love from A License to Drive and B uh the It miniseries. I was gonna say it. Yeah. He plays um he plays the Stan. Jewish one. Yeah, he plays Stan. Stanley. Stan. Um They're just so ready to to buy the fact that they just forgot that they have a foreign exchange student living with them. <laughs> what? I mean, they are, I know. they are letting their their 
seventeen year old son dig this hole in the backyard. This is true too. Yeah, because it's not their idea. Joe and I had this argument before we started it, and he was like, "I don't know what." Like, he's not going to dig his own pool, and I was like, "I'm pretty sure the parents." It's like his summer like chores, and no, go, he's digging his own pool. Go dig the pool. This whole digging the pool thing, no. I, I don't care how much I want to be popular. I want everybody to come to my house to have a pool party. One pool party, it's prom senior year. Then it's done. In then what, you move. In what universe am I going to dig an entire pool? None. No, mm-hmm. this is not. <laughs> With a shovel? Come on. No. This is crazy. But how else are we going to get a um, caveman? I mean, they could have just had, like, the pool people digging it, and then they leave for the day. Sure. And then there was an earthquake. There were, You know what? This movie does not focus on the plot this is true. too often. No, this is true. Um, so, okay, so we have the gaslighted parents. Okay, so mm-hmm. in rolling – okay. Let's just say whatever. We find the big block of ice. They un- they dig it up. They unearth the block. They give him a name. They they find Link. They have we have yes. our, we have our sexy bath time montage. I mean, it's just the it's the makeover scene. It's the makeover. It's these scene. two guys yeah. giving him a makeover. Yeah, and I mean, it's a pretty great scene. There's a lot of again. There's a lot of touching involved. There's a lot of mm-hmm. these boys just like manhandling. They were very eager to strip True. off all of his, uh, strip off his loincloth. Yeah, get him naked in and the bathtub. Get him in the bathtub. Which uh, this like McMansion that Dave lives in and out in the valley, totally plausible house. I've been in that house several times. I know people who live in similar houses. Um, we're gonna get. Oh, we we do have a clip of of. The cool caveman name. Yeah. Let's listen to that. We gotta give him a cool name. Axel. Yeah. Oh, come on, not Axel. This is serious. Okay. I mean, we've got the missing link standing in my bedroom. Link! Link! We'll call him Link. Okay, cool. Look, David, I was thinking maybe we could call him Stony Number Two because he's got my same do and he's from the Stone Age. I like Link better. Okay, we'll call him Link, but can I call him Linkage? Cool. cool. Ew. Ew. Weasel. The whole, this weasel thing It is just so... sounds like somebody just jerking <laughs> off. <laughs> if I could make that sound, that's the only sound I'd ever make. They, I love the weasel sound. You know, they looped it in like several times because no Oh, I recall. Yeah, yeah. You're familiar. <laughs> um, okay, so they decide the big plan is Dave's big plan. The villain of the movie. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm not popular. I need to be popular. Robin doesn't like me. I need her to like me. And the way that I will get this to happen is to bring the sexy caveman to school with us. Well, at first he just wanted to bring over people from the school and go look at the caveman in his garage. Like a sideshow. Like a sideshow. And I was just... Because he didn't know he was going to, like, wake up. And then I was thinking, I was like, could you imagine us in high school that somebody just approached you in the hallway and just said, do you want to see this caveman (laughs) that is unthawing in my garage? That's the thing, too. Robin Sweeney, the, like, love interest. Yeah. She's so sweet, and she tries so hard to let him down easy. Yes. Over and over and over again. And he's a fucking creep. Because, you know, in other movies like this, 
the cool popular girl could be super mean or super just like fuck you like get out of here nerd or whatever and you can tell that they do kind of have a past like we did kind of grow up together but you know it's not yeah there's that creepy scene where he shows up with a picture of them naked together in a tub and he's like we've been naked together and it's like this guy i would call the cops so inappropriate it's one of those weird sort of script writing run 101 save the cat things of for your main character of the movie, which it's essentially Sean Astin on paper, yeah. you have him do something heroic or yeah. like you show him being a nice guy. Yeah. And we never really see yeah. that at all. No, we don't. And I think I know where you're getting at with the high school because in my notes I wrote, is it like super easy to get kids enrolled in high school? I mean, I guess a public school, all you have to do is give him a dog license and he's in. Apparently. <laughs> no birth certificate or, or social security card. Movies do that all the time, though, where they're like, we'll just enroll you. And I'm like, what do you mean we will just enroll yeah. you? Like, don't you need a parent? Yeah. Like, at what's least, happening? At least Josie Geller and Never Been Kissed had like a whole team at the newspaper to forge yeah. documents yes. for her. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Agreed. But this guy was just like, here are my dog's vaccination shots. <laughs> this guy's from Estonia. I mean, this is also one of those movie schools that the students just overrun the place. This, oh, there yeah. are no, yeah, there, there are, are two there's, teachers. There's only two teachers in, in this there's entire school. The driver's ed teacher and somebody in a white lab coat, and that's all. Oh, but we also get the, the, um, the dad from Scary the Movie. The dad from Scary Movie. Mm-hmm. The dad from, oh, uh, the guy from The Burbs. The one Burbs. of my favorite movies. Exactly. Exactly. R.I.P. We have, we he have that, we here. have that clip because it's my Design. favorite, so it's my sad. favorite line of Robin Tooney. It's really good. This is great. So, uh, moving right along on your, uh, journey of knowledge here, let me show you cro Man, ladies and gentlemen, right there. He's dope. I'd go out with him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, Ella. You see, Cro-Magnon Man, even though he's not bad looking, you know, he's standing upright and all, he was extremely brutal. So he uh, just took whatever he wanted. And uh, that included his women. That's barbaric. Indeed. I love the woos when he, when he takes down. The teacher might the have been a little inappropriate. He got right up in her face. When she was, like, she was like, ooh, like... I want to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was just like, oh, yeah, he'd like... He'd club you over the club head. you over the head. Drag yeah. you back to his cave. He takes what he wants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, yeah. okay. Hold on. We have to go back real quick to sure. the bath. Um, yes. I know we already Please. passed it. Uh-huh. But they use like a bunch of toxic cleaning products in his bath. They're feeding him ti- they're that? feeding him Tide Pods. They're like it's crazy. I wanted to just it made me nervous just watching Brendan in that bath when his eyes were poking above the bottles. I'm just like, Brendan, do not get that in your eyes. Yeah. Don't get that in your eyes. Don't There's get like, that on your face. They're like pouring ammonia into this bath. They're like making mustard gas, essentially, <laughs> like in the bathtub with them. Exactly. I want to mention that when they bring him out of the bathtub and they give him like his hideous haircut. So I'm, yeah, that was bad. So that was I'm pretty sure that's not a wig. I think that's Brendan's hair because yeah. he did have long hair at this time. So it's like, yeah. I think with some styling, you could get his hair like that. And it's that. I preferred it before the cut. Yeah, I preferred it before the cut, but it's the those frazy like auburn locks. Mm-hmm. But um, 
where I'm going is, uh, you know, he sees the poster of like the booby lady in Dave's room, and mm-hmm. he's just like all like, Ugh, like boobies, you know. And Dave Sean Astin goes over and he's like looking at the booby lady, and Sh- Sean Astin says, "Gonzaga's." That's the worst. That's wrong. That's incorrect. He's like, is he talking about like Gonzaga State, like university? Gonzaga? Like the, the, the college? Because later on, Brendan Fraser says Gazungas. Like, which, it, like, like, it how, oh, like a how it should be said. Which is the correct usage of like, I totally missed that. Yeah. Brent, uh, uh, I just Sean want... Astin says Gonzagas. Nobody which... calls boobs Gonzagas. <laughs> That is not a thing. We were just watching Elvira Mistress of the Dark, and I'm sure that's yes. where that where that term originated. Gazungas. Gazungas is, is the preferred. I just want know. one peek at those gazungas. <laughs> well, they're uh, they're also called cones in this movie. Well, Polly has I mean Polly's whole he has, a, he has a whole like verbiage he has and a whole yeah. dictionary. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And cones, yeah, crazy. Weeds in the juice. That's my uh, favorite. Let me just say this. No one should be wheezing the juice. This is unsanitary. I don't like Especially it. Especially in 2020. Oh, my goodness. Standards. Yes. Uh, we'll I, never wheeze the juice again. Never. I am on board with the two gentlemen who work at this. Is it a 7-Eleven? Is it clear? Is it, it unclear? Is. It is. One of them is I from the mummy. It's a 7-Eleven sign. One of them is from the mummy. The other one is from the 40-year-old virgin. This is a Brooklyn accent. Um, and, <laughs> and I'm fully on board with them. And their rules of no wheeze in the juice because that's disgusting. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Nobody should be doing I that. I would be doing the same thing if I ran that yeah, 7-Eleven. There would, <laughs> would be a photograph of Polly Shore. Do not let this individual into my shop. Um, okay. So let's see. So Brandon, uh, Robin Tenney wants to bone zone Carl Magnon man. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Sean Essen says Gonzaga. Oh, I was going to ask you, Ashley, if you've reached babehood. <laughs> because Polly Shore says that to to um to what's her name in the movie? Yeah. Babehood. Babehood. Have yeah. you reached Babehood, um, Ashley? I feel like I don't know because is Babehood when you grow boobies? Or Gonzaga's? is Babehood like when you grow out of your like braces and you lose your acne and sure. your hair is not weird? Well, if we ask, I think Dave, so. I think I reached it. It's yeah. probably a combination of the two. I think, yeah, if yeah, you've reached <laughs> Babehood, definitely. I feel like Dave, if Dave has anything to say about it, Babehood is definitely not grade school. He was not in, yeah, it. yeah, because um, she was garbage in grade yes, school. Apparently, indeed. also, I had some notes on the peripheral characters of this movie that like really like did not need to be there, like. The two hip hop dudes that oh were matching God. outfits. Yeah. What? And they were kind what of like happened? what was that? Like kind of Latin. Kind and, of. And like their whole and deal was just like, like the one with the tag on his hat. I was gonna say that's not to be confused with the two skateboard dudes that pop up several times in the movie as well. Yes, movies that just made us like, gay all star. Jack Noseworthy mm-hmm. from the Brady Bunch from movie. From the Brady Bunch movie. Is he the one that was in Idle Hands? Um, God, is he an animal? Well, he looks like Breckin Meyer, but he's not. Uh, he was in, uh, he was in the superior film to all of these. Um, oh God, now I can't think of it. Uh, Sam Neill horror movie on a spaceship. Oh, Supernova? Oh, uh, no, uh, the other one, the gross oh, one. Event, event no. Horizon. Event Horizon. Event Horizon. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the same guy. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, he's one of the skateboarders yes, and they basically the are just there to be like, What did the new guy say? Yeah. And it's like, why? There's a couple of like Greek chorus like teens throughout. And there's the two <laughs> yeah. skateboarders. Rose McGowan is the is the female version of that. Yeah. There's the two like horny girls there's the two skateboarders yeah and who there's... are just like who's that <laughs> which who's the new and kid? also but i do appreciate even though all of the main characters of this movie are white i do appreciate it's a it's a represented los angeles high school hey short round is there mm-hmm. in the chess club yes there's asian and yeah. he's not americans yeah, he's yep. not like it's not like pc mm-hmm. i mean it is pc though like he's not you know uh it's not a 16 candles situation yes. yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's just a dude who yeah. happens to be asian and For small sure. he wants to recruit uh link as a graphic designer because he's really good at all that's of his, right all of his cave paintings i do love that little note his cave paintings and everybody is so obsessed with them um i back to rose mcgowan for one quick moment when they first see, when they first see him and it's it's the first instance of us seeing rose she says he is so rude, but she means rude in the like in a like skateboarder like rude dude, like rude dog uh, kind of way. She didn't mean like he farted or anything. She just meant like rude, like like they thought that that was cool slang. But yeah, but I don't know that they were right. <laughs> That's the same scene where Link gets his first whiff of uh, yes, what's her toes. Uh, Robin. Robin. Yeah. I feel he like, smells her from across the room and he is honed in. I feel like the Link, Robin, Dave love triangle was it's a, probably it's bigger. It's a little unresolved. Yes. Yeah. It's unresolved. Something was probably cut. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this movie runs like a brisk 85 minutes. Is it 85 yeah. minutes? I mean, it's short. <laughs> I would imagine that was probably one of the subplots that they cut. Yeah. And I understand that she can't end up with him at the end because... We get introduced to the cave woman at the end. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely something missing there. For sure. Also, I mean, I just have to, I whenever I see young Robin Tunney, I am always just like taken aback by just how beautiful she is. Gorgeous. She's stunning. How good she looks with hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, she looks good <laughs> with hair, without, look, without <laughs> hair. Without, yeah. She just has these beautiful, striking eyes. She's, yeah, she's, she's, yeah, she's a stunner. She's got a great mouth. Indeed. And I mean, shock me, shock me, shock me. Oh, no, that's not her. That's, that's Gina. That's her name. So they enroll him in school yes. and they're hoping that he'll make them popular. But in reality, he gets he starts to become popular and oh, they're yeah. still just like the guys that he lives with. Oh yeah. He's they're fully going to get left behind. Link is like that foreign exchange student that goes to your high school that everybody is obsessed with. Is Ashley, Ashley yeah. did you ever have, is that a thing? have foreign exchange students like that in your high school? Cause we did. We sure did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had two of them. So that's a very true cliche of just when somebody new and exotic goes where to were, your high school. Where were your foreign exchange students from Ashley? We had one who was from Japan and the other one who was from Germany. Ooh. And the guy who was from Germany was like 6'5". And he was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he he went on and was like almost an Olympic swimmer. Oh, like wow. that's what he was. Wow. Yeah. I want to say So ours, he had a lot of fans. Oh, I want to say sure. ours. We had one from Norway. 
Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. What? Oh my yeah. goodness! Where was I? I had nothing. It was always <laughs> like no it was always my student. dream in high school to be a foreign exchange student and have that experience in in another country. Can you imagine? I think that in my head it was like Australia. Oh, of, of course, of, it of was. where I would go to. Of course, because it learning was. a foreign language is just a lot of work. Yeah. Well, yeah. we also had so I went to school obviously in Southern Illinois. That's where I'm from, mm-hmm. and we had a girl show up uh like my junior year or something like that and she was from california like nowhere no no idea where in california but she was like automatically cool oh yeah because she lived in california it turns (laughs) out she was trash but we didn't know she was probably just from like central california anything other than like socal and bay area trash Yeah. Oh, she was gar- she was total garbage. Like no offense, I'm not that kind of person, but she was trash. And oh, man. <laughs> but she was totally cool for like a whole semester and a half cuz it was like she's from California. Oh yeah, for sure. Hollywood? I just Hollywood. go to, I just go to Hocus Pocus. <laughs> um so going back to my thoughts that this was actually 93 but it's 92 makes a little bit more sense because the soundtrack is so pre-grunge. Oof. Yes. It's so Hair metal centric, and I love it. Yeah, I was disappointed. It's great. I was disappointed though we did not get Walk the Dinosaur because just in how, my mind, how there, everybody walk the dinosaur? Because in my mind, there is, the just, there is just there is just a montage of Walk the Dinosaur when they're walking around the high school. How is Walk the Dinosaur? Not the dinosaur? I thought it was going to be. There's a point where he dances. I was going to yeah. be at the dance. Joe has a lot mm-hmm. to say about that. Yeah, I'm. Gosh. It, mm-hmm. it began the whole like choreographed dance craze craze <laughs> at high school proms. Jesus. Later seen um, she's all that. I also think so it wasn't just the soundtrack, but sometimes they would just it wasn't like a song that they played, but it would be like a transition to a new scene. Like for yeah. one big one is like he was is when Link jumps in the student driver car and it's just like yeah. It's just like a weird guitar where it's like, okay. <laughs> totally. Totally. Oh, my God. Okay. So my first thought when – well, actually, in retrospect, it's not my th- first thought. But my first major inclination that Dave is, in fact, the villain of this movie mm-hmm. is at the ice skating rink. You know, um, Link is playing the – the video game and he's all into it yes. and he sees or he kind of hears this this kerfuffle going on and he turns and he sees his buddy's bro dave getting into it with gross mike mike whatever matt. I forget, matt. matt which to kind of i mean matt is kind of in the right it's just because this guy is being very forward even though <laughs> matt is kind of a trash person yeah this guy is being very forward with forward with your with it's your true. girlfriend. I mean, too. regardless of all that, Link steps up because he's a caveman. He's like a pack. You know, mm-hmm. he's a pack animal yeah. still at this point. So he's like, this is my cave. These are my dudes. I'm going to protect them. Ice is weird, but still. And gets socked in the face and is just like, what the shit? And Dave is fully like, no, dude, go fight him. Like, go fight yeah. him right now. Go beat him up. Yeah. He says something like, what's the point of having him if he's not going to fight back yeah. and like make us look cool? And it was yeah. like... <laughs> I like... I am See, here, clearly... I, I, I knew it early on because yeah. of the... The grossness. Being a woman. Yes. And like hearing yeah. him talk about yes. Robin Sweeney and there how she's hit. I immediately was like, oh no, this guy sucks. <laughs> like he's a villain. You stay away but from yeah, him. But yeah, you're right. 
that's like sort of the moment where you're like, is this guy cool? Yeah. And or does he suck? Yeah. And as the audience, we're still supposed to be on Dave's side. And it, I mean, it's not nope. it's not until later on in the movie when we have our Harry and the Hendersons moment, which we'll get to. But right here, I was just like, no, he just got hit in the face. He doesn't know what's going on. He's very much like, and it's when why? and it's when kind of uh, Polly Shore's character like yes, steps up to the plate when, and like defends yeah. him. Yeah, that yeah. he kind of sees that from where he comes from. You're just surviving, and why would you even get in a fight with like your fellow caveman? Like you yeah. have, yeah. like you have other things to worry about, like being yeah, you warm guys are kind of or, on finding, the same team. or finding or yeah. finding food. Yeah. So that's this is just like something new for him that he's never experienced. Which yeah. leads us to when they're at the tar pits, and Link has his like freakout moment. Yeah, when they're at the museum. Yeah, and. Stone, yeah, I was so sad. And Stony is the one that like goes up to him and like comforts him. And Dave is fully like in the back, the deep background, like hiding. Yeah. And Stony is the one that's just yeah. like he's like he's going through it right now. He's having a moment. We need to like be. Well, there Dave's for him. probably embarrassed. Well, and Dave yeah. just has like masculinity issues that he can't go and comfort his friend because he's another <laughs> dude too. Yeah. Yes. Even though when he was trying to, like, teach him his name, he was, like, right in his crotch. Yeah. Like, I had some thoughts. I had some thoughts about that, about that blocking. But that'll be for the Instagram. (laughs) But, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. um, Link goes to the La Brea Tar Pits and he sees the cavemen. And, like, he, he has, like, an emotional response. He gets really worked up. He gets really sad because, like, he had family. Yeah. And now they're gone. And, of course, Dave is just, like, Guys, get out of there! Yeah, <laughs> you're embarrassing me. And it's so like telling because the way, even the dialogue, like Stoney's just like he knows, dude. Like he knows, like he gets it. He knows yeah. where he is. Yeah, and, the, the, and Dave you know. doesn't care. Yeah, Dave and does then not care. We get to go to the scene at the bar. Oh my god, this bar! I mean, this is Ooh. a pretty this bar. This is a pretty like hopping Ooh. bar oh, for probably like a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> Why? Okay, first of all, there's this bar is filled Oof. with Rastafarians and cholos. Yes, and-, <laughs> and like the there's some political correctness issues with um, especially with the three Mexican American guys. Well, like that was like- okay, but let me let me tell you this. I I was. Worried, I was like questioning what is going on with the three cholos <laughs> and this whole like tequila conversation. Um, at this Rastafarian bar in the middle of the valley, question mark. But as the credits are rolling, I see that uh, Culture Clash is credited, and it got the wheels turning in my head. Culture Clash in the 90s was an all Latin kind of performance comedy troupe. Okay. And that was them. Those three in that conversation with the tequila and where's the worm? She's my girl and all that. Right. That was it's a a shame that that comedy group wasn't funny. Exactly. Yes. That was a, a cameo by a by that would have been a, a giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> by a kind of like sociopolitical, you know, performance 
comedy quotation marks. Like, it would have made more sense with a better script. Yes. Probably. And the thing about Culture Clash is that they, I I think they may have had some kind of a televised sketch comedy program, possibly on the UPN. Um, Did not last very long because nobody wanted to watch, like, Latinos being funny in the 90s. but but they they were a th- it was a thing and it was on purpose and watching it now with no context it's very yeah. much like what the shit is what this is what is happening but it, it i mean it was a for the thing. time yeah. it was a yeah. cool little yeah. cameo that they yes. made yeah yeah i had written down a couple notes in the bar the PC issues. Um, Also, what Scott said, this was a full bar in the middle of the day Mm -hmm. um, on like a Tuesday. They drove there from class. So it's clearly hijacked a driver's ed car. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like two in the afternoon, packed. Drove it on its side. Yes. Yeah. Two wheel. And there's a conga line that breaks out, which (laughs) I believe, you know, I guess it's just to show that like Link is so charismatic that he gets the entire bar dancing. But it is just so out of left field. Yeah. For any movie. No, it's too it's the entire scene, it kind of stops the movie dead in its tracks, really. Mm-hmm. Like it, does. it kind of yeah. And I almost feel like this is when uh uh is it Megan Robin? Ward? Robin. Robin, yeah. Robin's yeah. character starts to fall for Link. And yeah. I feel like we yeah. kind of missed some interactions that you saw that more. Well, yeah, because later on when she's like... When she wants I to w- take him to prom. I want to go to the prom with Link. And I'm just like, you have not spoken yeah. five words of English with this person. Like, there well, should've... I think that's the... Yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing that this scene does is to show, like, Link is fun. Yeah. Link makes people dance. Link make, makes people have fun. And that's what she wants for prom. Like, that's yeah. all she... She does say earlier in the movie, like, she's going. She wants to have fun. Like, that's her main thing. Yeah. So that's all this scene was for. But it is fucking weird. So weird. Like, so it would have landed better with just, like, a tighter script and dialogue yeah i get what yeah, they're like, going why for though. couldn't it have happened like after class or like i don't know there's just something about like, it that was like what is he could have he could have started some like lunch room like food fight food fight mm-hmm. conga line yeah. what have you but yeah. it could have served the same purpose but the biggest- or they could have just ended up at the bar after school too. Yeah, that's well, what I'm like, saying. They're like, out on a joyride yeah. in the valley and they end up there. But the biggest thing that comes from this is that, you know, the bar gets raided. Robin mm. makes her way home, but Dave gets arrested. The, Dave and Link, Dave yeah, and they Link get, get arrested. arrested. When, Dave uses one phone call to call Robin, and this is where she says, I actually want to go to the prom with Link. Okay, that's a bummer, whatever. But this is the biggest. Dave is the villain moment of the movie because yep. he's like, oh, okay. Robin wants to go to the prom with Link. Well, guess what, Link? Fuck you, bitch. We're you d- are now homeless. <laughs> we're, we're driving out to Paso Robles and yeah. I'm kicking you out of the car. That's the thing is that like, so at first, so like he uses his one phone call in jail to specifically to ask her to prom. And she literally is like, I want to go with Link. And can you ask Link if he'll go with me? Which is like super cruel. But at this yeah. point, like, I don't care because Dave sucks. Yeah. And it literally cuts to like the next scene where he's driving him to the middle of nowhere and planning to just leave him. Some meadow out. <laughs> 
We don't like you anymore. Go. Yeah. Go back where you came from. I even put in my notes what you said earlier. It's like it's like Harry in the Henderson style. Like he's like, get out of here, go. And the thing is, is Link has no ID, nope. no social security yep. number, no, no money. I mean, yep. That's exa- I mean, those are the Link, three bullet Link, points I put. In I mean, the- Link could survive in the wilderness, but can he survive in like 1992 though? Yeah, yeah. he's literally taking yeah. him out there to like die. Said no money, no grasp of the English language, and no ID. Yeah, <laughs> just because some girl likes him better, Dave is the villain of this movie. He's the villain <laughs> for sure. But when Stony finds out that this is all happening, he's like, "No, fuck you!" Fully gets into like a physical confrontation with Dave, and what happens? Yeah. Who breaks it up? Link, because he loves them. That's Link. his pack. And then they do yeah. that scene where they they're very physically close. Oh and they're my kissing goodness. each other. Yes. Yeah. Very sweet. Yes. Actually. Indeed. Indeed. That's his path. It's a man. physical. Yeah. It is a physical closeness that we didn't get to see a lot of men do yeah, in movies, for sure. Especially teenage movies, yeah. like we don't get that. Yeah. Speaking of the pact, I did notice that Link has a connection with the family dog, and that made me think. Yeah. I was like, well, who first like domesticized domesticated dogs dogs. was yeah. were cavemen doing it with wolves because the wolves had to get close to the fire, and yeah. that's sort of just oh, yeah. how they got. That's just how to. It's kind of the evolutionary track of dogs. So for Link, like this big old golden retriever is just like a dumb little teeny dog to him. It's like just a, like, it's, look at this tiny it's, thing. It's like a dumb little teeny wolf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, Link loves them, though. He's just, And he says family. Like his, the few words that he has, he was like, family. Like that's how he got him to yeah. stop fighting. He's like, family, family. Um, and you can tell that he feels bad that they got into this fight because of him. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's very sweet. Um, on the one hand, uh, Dave should not, by any means, have tried to unleash Link into, you know, this meadow on his own. No. But on the other hand, I don't know that he should have let him go to the prom with Robin either. Yeah, because like, you still don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's still a cave person. What his yeah. restraint is like. I yeah. mean, he he could just be whacking her over the head in the middle of the dance floor and dragging her out by her exactly. hair. Exactly. Prom night. Here's the thing. Oh There's goodness. a lot of scenes that take place during like the prom this night. This is situation. the most lax like streetwear prom night I've ever seen. There was definitely not somebody well, at the door checking of what they were wearing. No. And first, like, before we even get to prom, so, like, Dave, like, Robin is very sweet. And she's like, let's all go together. Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily want to go as a date with him. Like, let's go as a group. I but just wanted to, like, be come. around yeah. him. And he was like, no, I'm staying home, which is like, fine. Stay fucking home, yeah. you loser. Um, but then Matt comes to break into Dave's room to find proof oh my goodness well he doesn't know anything yet he, no, yeah. he tries to find dirt on this uh on link and he like so i don't really think it's plausible that matt would find he found photos of the ice and and something in the ice you can't tell what's you in the can't ice even tell what's in and the it's ice. one of those things that that uh, your mind just went to exactly what happened in the movie like you're connecting a lot yeah. of dots but it's like how plausible would it be that he would find the photos of the ice and stuff and one believe that he was a caveman and yeah. two think that anyone else would, would believe he's a caveman because that's his plan like i'm gonna 
I'm gonna out him just because it's written. Just because it's written on the Polaroid link in ice. Yeah, like you're that's setting it. Yourself that's your up. proof. Yeah, and and also Dave keeps saying that he doesn't want Link taken away and like dissected, but I I said to Pete when we were watching it, like, where's the proof? It's just like, how are you going to prove he's a caveman? Yeah, like it's just like that's just a dude without. He just, yeah, like, he looks like a fine specimen of yeah. a human man. And if you like look me. into it, he just doesn't have an ID. <laughs> if anything, yeah. he's an illegal alien, like you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could do like I guess you could t- take his blood, and I guess his DNA would probably show that he hasn't evolved or something. I don't know how that works. That's science, and I'm not a scientist. <laughs> and oh, I, I love scientist. that there's no conversation of <laughs> oh well, should we contact the Natural Museum of History when they first find him? Because I mean, like regardless, no. they could be just famous teenagers for finding this caveman in their in their like half dug pool. It's just like I, I mean, think they, there is fame yeah. for that, but they don't even go like that direction. It seemed like they wanted to they wanted to show their friends first. Yes, yeah. He wanted to use Link to his advantage, which was From the get go, yeah. before he was even a living, breathing caveman person. Yeah, from the jump. He was like, Ice, man in the ice, I'm gonna get Robin. Full actual person mm-hmm. with like human feelings, Robin. I was telling <laughs> Pete that I'm shocked that Say by the Bell didn't like get the storyline before Encino Man. Like this is straight up an episode of Saved <laughs> by the true. Bell. That like Zack yeah. and Screech find if they didn't find a frozen caveman. If they didn't find a frozen caveman, then they tried to pass Screech off as a frozen caveman. <laughs> like several there's several storylines we could get out of Saved by the Bell for this. Um okay, so Okay, so Matt fully, like you said, attempts to outlink at the prom and he's mm-hmm. like and he's a caveman and everybody's just like Yee! we love it caveman we love caveman so we love link so actually do you know who's uh <laughs> kind of a side note on this actor do you know whose father this actor is oh yes who matt matt yeah dom no. deloise so oh. Yes. What? That's Don DeLuise's kid. Yes. So Matt is played by, by I believe, Mike DeLuise of the DeLuise acting dynasty. Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Well, that's the thing. Dom DeLuise had three sons. They're all actors. Yeah. They were. They're like they're the like Baldwins. The they're like the Sheens. They're like the Baldwins. They all. But the thing about the DeLuise's is, 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 is that they all act together. So Even they have. Better. They have all been on a the original incarnation of Twenty One Jump Street. Right. They have all been on, uh, like I think, like Stargate or like one of those weird, one like, of those syndicated sci-fi shows. One of those shows. weird syndicated sci-fi shows. So they all at one point had a thing on uh, the sci-fi, like I believe it was Stargate. And then the youngest one was the dad on Wizards of Waverly Place with uh, Selena Gomez. That's amazing. But this one is wow. The, but this one is the middle Deloise brother. He um, hasn't acted since Bunheads. Well, here's the thing. I actually liked him in this. He's yeah. I thought he was a believable jerk, and I thought like he was funny in the parts where he was supposed to be funny. That one part where it's a it's a gif now. I've seen it a million times where like Dave is waving at Robin in class, and Matt's head just comes. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. That is and like slowly shakes his head. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm always I'm always a sucker for the. 
for the handsome, popular jerk in an <laughs> 80s movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, early on in the movie, when um, uh, Stoney is kind of explaining why Robin is with him, he's just kind yeah. of saying, like, he's got, like, a cool motorcycle. He's kind of hot. Like, he's, he's going through hair. all... Yeah, all the, he's got hair in his head. The weird polyisms are just out of control. But, yeah. So... Um- I would say the only time that he lost me, uh, Matt, that mm-hmm. is, is mm-hmm. when he dropped the F Oh, word. yes, indeed. But that said, we're not supposed to like him. He is the villain of the movie, <laughs> too. Yeah. So, but, but, yeah. Is he? Because Dave is the villain because of the movie. Truly, Dave is yeah. the real villain of the movie. <laughs> this is true. So he he outs, uh, you know, Link, nobody gives a shit. Everybody's just like, woo, caveman. And they all go back to dave's house and they have a pool party in dave's disgusting unfinished standing yeah, water dirt hole pool. dirt pool yeah i mean so that gross. might that might fly in like a like that, a rule like south town the but swimming hole the swimming hole that is a but breeding ground that's that a, a breeding ground for gross. mosquitoes that has got e coli written all over it I don't, no it's a disaster yeah. i also had a question so um right after matt like outs Link at prom and everyone cheers or whatever. Sure. Link picks him up and does like wrestling moves, blah, oh, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And then he throws him into the prom cake. Yes. Which I don't believe exists outside of movies. You know, like prom every cake. movie has a prom, a prom cake. cake. Yeah. I don't think that my prom had a prom cake. I didn't have a prom cake. And I barely remember my senior prom. Like it's, We had punch and cookies, yeah. but we didn't have a prom cake. You don't cake. remember it because you're all full of cake. No, that's true. So. Maybe it was all the sugar. <laughs> I don't think prom cake is a thing. I wish it was a thing. I do have to I say. I literally just wrote prom cake in all caps with prom several cake. like It was marks. a sheet cake that covered like an entire like six foot folding It was table. a large cake. It was a yes. huge cake. <laughs> if anybody is listening that graduated Fergus High class of 04. <laughs> Did if, you have a prom cake? If we had a prom cake, please write in. I would love to know. I don't think prom cake exists. And this is like one of the things that you always see in movies. And then I think sure. of my experience with prom that I'm just like, prom is so fucking underwhelming. I'm just like, I hardly yeah. remember it. Like, it's like, as the years go on, it escapes my memory even more. It has blended with every other oh, yeah. school dance that I have. I want to sure. say that Except like homecoming were no always instances. like the funner dances because everyone could go. Yeah, it wasn't just seniors yeah. or just juniors. Yeah. I um, I did have to say, so at prom, they do break into a choreographed dance. Yes, they do. And this is where Walk <laughs> so, the Dinosaur should have should have played. Yes, it should have. Joe actually had a really big problem with the choreographed dance. So when we first watched this, we watched this like a month ago because I brought it up on on my show. Yeah, and uh, and he said. That it took him out of the movie and that it was just unrealistic, which made me laugh so hard. Because that that's, was your, what that's your problem with the movie? the movie? Unrealistic was the choreographed dance at prom. I was like, not the caveman, not the wrestling. Oh my God. No, it was the dance. He didn't like it. Also, I am legitimately furious that Dave gets a kiss from Robin at the end of the movie. Sure. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I kind of wonder why Dave just ended up being the 
unofficial villain of the movie? Is it just one of those things that, like, Sean Astin just wasn't that vocal of, here, I have some notes of just, like, my character and where the scene is going, and it's just sort of became the Polly Shore show at the end of it, and then he just didn't really have a lot yeah, of no, say no, no. in it? I don't know. Yeah. I, I want to say that a lot of movies of that era, if you go back and watch it, like the the guy you're supposed to be rooting for, you're like, is he a creep? Yeah, for sure. He Just, might be a creep, actually. Yeah. Now that I think I about mean, it. that's definitely what I think of when I think of uh, some kind of wonderful. Well, everyone just seems like trash people. But on the other side of that coin, you know, when we watch My So-Called Life, Oh, yeah. Angela Angela just seems like a complete fucking asshole. Angela is not doing herself any favors. She sold those Grateful Dead tickets. Yeah. (laughs) She is so selfish that entire show. Angela Chase is the villain of my so called life. Sorry about it. Um, Yeah. But, okay. All this nonsense is happening in their gross, like, you know, mosquito ridden, you know, swimming pool. Garbage pool. Garbage pool. And I just wanted to see skeletons pop out of yeah. it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. You, is there another you move earthquake? The, you move the headstones, but, but you didn't move the bodies. There's, a, the there's bodies. an earthquake. There's an earthquake, but it happens when uh, Link and or, or when uh, Dave and and uh, Polly Shore's character leave for prom. Sure. And this you is, see a quick little earthquake happen. And this unleashes, you know, Link's cave nug. cave. <laughs> It does make me really happy when Link jumps in the bathtub and how happy both of them are. Yeah. But who filled that tub? Yeah, how did know. she know how to <laughs> how to draw herself a bath? I can't believe with it. The I, bubbles. I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're right. That was my with biggest bubbles. thing. She who drew, did that? She drew this fabulous bath full of bubbles. Nonsense. She's um, never know, had a bath in her and life. You know, no. this movie grossed forty million dollars, so a pretty decent hit. Like a pretty decent sleeper. How was there not a sequel of Encino Woman? Sure, you could I cast could, like. It does seem like they're setting could, it up. You could yeah. cast like Bridget Wilson Sampras <laughs> as the Encino as woman. the Encino Woman. But like, what would be you know? How would it be different from Encino Man? Yeah, it would it's just be a of, clone. Yeah, yeah. it would be pretty repetitive. I would. I would yeah. think. Well, okay. So the whole time. You're wa- I mean, the thing is, we've seen this movie a million times, but now it's like when you watch it, are you just like, what's going to happen to Link? Like now he's just this man out of time. Like he's just going to have to assimilate. And he doesn't have like a real education. Yeah. He had like a week of high school. <laughs> Do you almost think that like Link is going to discover something like skateboarding and just become a professional skateboarder? For the later half of Ooh. the nineties, that's actually a good idea. There you go. That's kind of where I think maybe Link's like path is. Okay. I mean, he's going to enroll in the um, where does where does Carlo Gugino go to in Son in Law? It's like oh, US, it's California. USC it's like, or oh, something. Venice. 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 Oh, well, it, it, it's probably UCLA. If yeah, it's, yeah, because they, they, go to they um, I know that there's a scene like on Venice Beach. Yeah, yeah. but it's like I guess that he goes. Right. Uh, he somehow gets a scholarship. To go to UCLA, and then he True. gets discovered, and he becomes a pro skateboarder. Okay, I like that. And then, good, and then he like good. retires, like and a half like, of his life. He retires yeah. in like the in like Chino Hills or something. <laughs> <laughs> Dream big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. I can see that him and his cave woman. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I was getting kind of sad towards the end. You're like, what's going to happen to Link? But you're like, oh, yeah. He's like, his cave wife. I'm kind of surprised that they didn't work in skateboarding somewhere in the movie more. And I wonder if it's just because Brendan Fraser is so tall yes. and finding a skateboarder to do the skateboarding yeah. that is his height and looks like him would yeah. have been impossible. I was thinking about that during the like, like tumbling stuff. Yeah, where he like flips off yeah. the balcony. I was like, oh, they probably had to get like a really tall like gymnast. I would Stop. like to have some okay. final thoughts just about the career of Brendan Fraser too. Well, I mean, I barely talked about how what how much of an angel face yes. Brendan Fraser. So handsome those movie. those like beautiful eyes. That's the thing eyes. is like he didn't have his Georgia the Jungle body yet, yeah. but he was still a Yeah, snack. that's the thing is that like there. when you remember this movie, you remember him being a little more shredded. But then when yeah. you see him in the opening scenes, you're just like, oh, yeah, he just looks like a tall, skinny guy. I don't know. He's pretty shredded. Yeah, and like a caveman probably wouldn't have been shredded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like Georgia the Jungle is. I sure, mean, yeah. I mean, he would have been, you know. That like 2% muscular, body fat. But... Yeah. Yeah. So we went to a wedding uh, a year and a half ago, and there was a jar of, are you a Brendan Fraser stan or a Bill Paxton stan? Put a penny in the jar. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. I feel like I put a penny in Bill Paxton because my love of Titanic kind of sent it over the edge. But now I'm kind of having some regrets that I didn't put in a penny for for Brendan. <laughs> Brendan. I, I love Brendan Fraser. I always have... Um, in everything, really. I mean, you guys just watched Blast from the Past recently. Yes, we, we watched Blast from the Past, which I think that movie is so fucking charming when you go back and I revisit it. I need to it. rewatch it. It's so it good. It's on, it's on it. HBO Max right now. Listeners, if you okay. have HBO Max, watch Blast from the Past. Alicia Blast Silverstone's... The, past, the Mummy. Yeah. Encino Man. I was going to say, Alicia, Alicia Silverstone's so curl, Curls and Blast from the Past are out of control. <laughs> Yes, oh, I we! I love bedazzled. We need to do bedazzled because that's some like the devil is played is just Liz Hurley. Like that's some fucking yeah, gay shit right hot. there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he's serving face, man. Get yeah. out of here. So was school ties after this? Where you see no, his butt? Yeah, Where was you, it after this? I think it was, it was a year after, after this. Wow. I think where you see his butt in the locker room. Wow, mm-hmm. that's amazing. I don't want to like bring it down, but like, didn't yeah. Brendan Fraser say that like the reason he doesn't act anymore is because he kind of got sexually assaulted? He got yeah. sexually assaulted by one of the big some heads producer. of the Hollywood Foreign Press. Yeah, at like I was some say, event. Was that like a CAA party or something? Yeah. Bullshit. So he was like groped, and he says, and I totally believe it that just like the Hollywood Foreign <laughs> Press just managed to just like badmouth Brendan Fraser to just a majority. Yeah. Of casting in the industry, uh, and that, so and then, sad. and then, kind of when that happened, he talked about going into like a big depression of just sort of gaining weight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also a reminder of just like sexual assault, and it can happen to guys too in Hollywood. <laughs> it's not talked mm-hmm. about a lot because it's kind of Hashtag taboo. Me too. Yeah. Like, and, and well, I that's think, the thing mm-hmm. too is that like, and Joe and I talk about that a lot because you know uh, a bunch of young girls just came out against Chris Delia. The comedians. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's, you know, another one bites the dust there. Yeah. And, and there's so many people on Twitter, like, saying that they're just doing it for fame, which, like, first of all, like, no, no. that's not. <laughs> no. No one gets famous. The only, like, person of note 
like name person who wasn't famous already was Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. And, like her life was literally ruined. Oh my God. And these um, girls, but these girls that are accusing Chris D'Elia, they all have receipts. Yeah. This is and also, like, this is not a question. This is shots. like, here it is. I and was also, 17. Uh, baby driver. Ansel Langort. He's yeah. One. Oh yeah. He's a like, and I'm curious oh. of how that's going to play out when West Side Story opens in in December. Is Spielberg just going to have all of that buried? Just like when you're the lead of a Spielberg musical, like what's going to happen with that? It's I just, know that's it's just that's Spielberg's hard because, power like, going to just like <laughs> bury all of that. Yeah. Well, that's like um, The Stand. Stephen King's The Stand miniseries is coming out. And uh, What's Her Toes um, that was married to Johnny Depp is in it. She's one of the oh, leads. Um, uh, yeah. Amber Heard. And, Amber Heard. Yeah, Amber Heard. And she's sort of, you know, she's been canceled. Yeah. So it's like, man, what do you do if you're like a direct, if you're like releasing this thing and like one of your main actors? Yeah. <laughs> has just been discovered to be a real piece of shit. Yikes. But yeah, what I was saying is like when... When straight men come out and say yeah. that they were sexually assaulted by men, that's like an automatic, like, there's no reason that they, they would exaggerate this, yeah. that yeah. they would make this up. Yep. Because that's not going to get them any clout of any kind. Yeah, It's exactly. going to get them ridicule yep. or, you know what I mean? Yep, for sure. So, um, to kind of bad. Well, then to kind of bring things up, I feel like Brendan's next phase of his career, I think... He's kind of embracing being a character actor because he's done a lot of TV. He he did yes. he did the affair on Showtime. He did Trust with Hilary Swank, and his version of the character that Mark Wahlberg played is so much more better. It, it's so much better than Mark Wahlberg's performance of the same character in All the Money in the World, and he is on a big uh dc show right now on hbo max so he's sort of coming back and embracing being a character actor so i hope he gets more work i would love to see him in more stuff even if he no longer has a hot rod little bod i mean yeah and that i mean you can't always i mean you you, i mean realistically you can't keep that up time marches on time marches on and it marches across your face (laughs) <laughs> you absolutely can't. And the thing is, is like the hot rod little bud reeled me in. Yeah. But I got crazy for Frazy. Yes, indeed. Because That's, he's such a sweet, That sparkling sweet personality yes. is going to bring Thank us you. back. Thank you. Oh, goodness. Should we try um, Would you like me to grab Joe? Go yes, grab indeed. Joe. I feel like we talk about Joe, Joe a lot on this show. Things. We talk about Joe a lot on this show and he's just an off-screen character. Yeah, um, Joey is, yeah, he's my fiancé, and he's on uh, Keep It Weird with me very often. Hello. Hello. There's Joe. Hi, guys. How's it going? Uh, It's going. How are you going? Good. Thank you. uh, Thank you for uh, letting me uh, chime in with my two cents. (laughs) I was going to say, whenever we have Ashley on, you're always an off-screen character. That we just talked about. <laughs> I'm like a, a, a groundskeeper Willie kind of level character. Well, yeah, we Pop, like pops pops in once every three episodes, makes you laugh, pops out again. There you go. Well, we also yeah. have just like our uh, our straight men that come on the show. That's just like our <laughs> yes. our our commentary yes, from indeed. like the other half of the sexual orientation, and it's always fun to hear yeah. the take. 
on ask stuff like a, this. Ask a straight guy. Indeed. I know that I know that my opinion is in high demand these days. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm like the first person. If anybody asks me my opinion, I'm like I've I'm good. I don't need to share. <laughs> so nope. let's, I know I know I know that trick. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the science behind Encino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's if there is any. I mean, shit. The, I mean, I I find this oh, movie there, to be a hundred percent plausible. I mean, it's pretty much a documentary as far as <laughs> as far as we're concerned. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, it really is historical fiction. Yeah. Yeah. It's rooted in truth. Uh, well, where do you want to start? I mean, I I, I have a thought. It's not. It's not quite so much the science of uh, could could we freeze a cro magnon man and sure. just thaw him out and have him you know come to high school the next I day. I mean, I mean, could we though? <laughs> <laughs> but here's the question. Sure. Could we? <laughs> but what if? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, I, w- I I will say this. It's high concept. I. Uh, yes, it is. It is high concept, I, and I even like the. Uh, the, the the little uh exposition that you get where it's like oh here here that here are all the bored kids in their class learning about Cro-Magnon man you know just like give give you a little context while you watch this yeah for sure um so one thing fr- from a like a science perspective and this is so beside the point it I probably shouldn't even bring it up but I can't get over the fact that I'm supposed to believe that Sean Astin is going to put a pool in that backyard. Oh my god! I Could can't. you imagine if if your parents, when you were 17 years old, <laughs> that you're just like, I want to put in a pool in the backyard, and they're like, Great, have fun with the damn shovel. Great, go. Like, here's a shovel. Yeah. Dig Great. yourself yeah. a fucking pool. Yeah, here's here's a thirty dollar shovel from the <laughs> hardware store. Go go make a pool. <laughs> there are clearly yeah. boulders on. in this. There's like, like you're gonna need a jackhammer at some point. <laughs> you're gonna need like a crew. You're you're gonna need like three guys who do this for a living. To I mean, do this. to say so, nothing of hauling away all the dirt that he'd like displaces. Oh my god! Come on, it's no. This I is, just like the idea where it's like in ground. Under above ground, like whether he whether he's pouring cement or not, yeah, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to fortify that pool <laughs> with something. I don't think he's got the expertise. And also, if his plan is to just pour water into the hole, that's not a pool; that's a puddle. I mean, clearly, this is what happens at the end of the, of the movie. Clearly, so, I mean, yeah, they're just they're they're just having fun in this eight foot deep hole in his backyard. There it is, but they're but they're popular now, and now it's the place to be. That was a plan from 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 the jump. So I mean, he was successful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he from did. from where I come from, in like the like the Rocky Mountain states, having a pool was like the unknowable dream. <laughs> yeah, like no one had fucking pools where I come <laughs> right. from. Right. Yeah. But, no, I know. I remember that what that was like. Yeah, you've got you've got the friend whose family has the pool, and you're always begging him to come over and go swimming, but he yeah. wants to like. You know, he wants to do something else because he's got a pool and he can just use it whenever he yeah, wants. He's over it. So you're like, come on, let's go swimming. And he's like, no, I kind of want to work on my, you know, CB <laughs> radio today. And it's like, all right, well, we're going to go swimming. I just got Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> you have fun with the radio. Uh, yeah. But, you know, in Encino, yeah, pools are a dime a dozen, man. 
Mm-hmm. Like now, here here's a question for you before I forget. I, and sure. I, again, anybody listening who doesn't live in LA, this is this is bad radio. This yeah. is a question I'm going to ask for for Angelinos <laughs> I mean, only. I mean, we but, get we get very nitpicky on the show about Los Angeles oh, geography too. Yeah. So, oh, good. So. Oh, well, I'm on the right. Po- I'm on the right, the right guys because yeah. that that stuff drives me crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, I've got two little bond mots I want to share with you. The for first, sure. more of a question. I don't think. Where, like where the house is, the neighborhood that looks more like Simi Valley Porter Ranch. So to I was me wondering that because sure. because there's like a there's like a big hill, and I was yeah, always it's, under it's, the impression that Encino is like slap dab in the middle of the San Fernando Valley, right? Yeah, it, it's it's got like a, it, it's parts of it are like extraordinarily bougie. They're like yeah. very yes. green and leafy and everybody's got nice big yards and big houses. And then parts of it are like kind of a little bit more like woodland hills. Yeah. A little yeah. more just kind of like straight up valley. But but yeah. still like there's it, it looks kind of desert desert like. It's very dry, it's hilly, you know, yeah. a lot of dead grass on hillsides. That's like like, that's like it almost looks yeah, like for sure. It almost looks like Chino Hills or out in that area. It well, yeah. yeah, it does. But anywhere you get that hilly, it starts to all look the same, especially down here. But yeah, for sure. Um, the geography's a little all over the place. But you know, whatever. That's hey, not not everybody who watches that movie lives in L.A. Although it is a huge sticking point for the two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for the two well, of here's, Here's here's one that I think you guys are both going to read the parking lot and it's one of those like crappy little valley plazas. It's even got like a shitty Yoshinoya in the yeah, background. And sure. I was like, man, that's that plaza's peak valley. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I for could, sure. Yeah. I could drive. I could drive to a hundred places right now that look exactly like that parking lot. Yeah, because that's what we we're talking about. Like when they do the. Uh the driving test and they just end up at that like shitty bar it's like okay they're just who knows how long they're driving i mean that looks like a honky tonk in like sunland yeah yeah it's el i I wrote this down it's it's el norteño and is the name of the bar and i thought that place was fucking awesome i thought can i curse on this oh yeah of course course. and yeah okay all right just make all right just making sure because i'm (laughs) dropping them already i thought that bar was awesome it's like a like a bunch of like really friendly super welcoming mexican dudes who just like want to do tequila shots with you yeah and And the and the dance floor is full of like rastafarians yeah, for some reason. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fucking lit for probably three o'clock on a Wednesday. Yeah, that yeah that part was crazy. But I think yeah, the movie for the most part is like just kind of rando valley. I think Encino. I don't know. Sure. Maybe it just has like a funny name. Who knows? Maybe you know, it- I feel like people outside of Los Angeles, whenever they hear the valley. I feel like their mind goes to something very, very different than what, from it what actually the actual is. valley is. <laughs> yeah. Too, yeah, that is. I for mean, sure. mine used to. I I grew up in Connecticut. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and you hear the phrase like "valley girl," and when I heard sure. like, oh, the valley, it was like, "Oh, that's where the rich people live." Yeah, exactly. You know? But that's yeah. that's that's definitely a misconception for the most. But part. But it's like Calabasas is sort of the valley, but I don't even I don't even think of Calabasas as the valley. Yeah. Um, yeah, you like emerge from the valley into Calabasas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for me, the uh, Angelino, Angelino of here. the group, uh, and yes, I'm not please. from that part of the valley. I'm. From, I mean, he's from like I'm from the other valley. He's from the real LA. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's definitely something that you see in the movies and like TV shows and all that stuff. But it's just this very like I can imagine, especially if you're not from here, that it's just this kind of like amorphous idea of Los Angeles. And actually, right. this movie outside of the United States is called California Man because en- oh, Encino wonderful. means en- nothing. Encino doesn't translate to a foreign yeah. audience. Uh, though, 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 to be fair, I don't know if Encino translates to people in like forty-eight it, states. True, yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I feel right. like you know of Encino just because, because of, of Encino Man. Yeah, it's, yeah, that, that's that's how it was for me it, at least. Yeah. It probably should be California Man, and like clever marketing, though. Yeah, true. Yep. Now, now, before I hopped on, I don't know. Uh, how much uh, Ashley got into uh, my impressions of this movie, <laughs> but I, um, I I think that a, a few of my like kind of cliche Joe sticking points aside, um, this is an extraordinarily entertaining movie. Yes, it goes it goes this, down this real is, easy. I think it 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 really does. This 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 movie is like the it's like the Miller High Life equivalent of movies. <laughs> like, is it good? Give me like, a brisk technic- 85 yeah. minute movie. Yeah. It's it's under an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, and we get to watch Polly Shore just choose scenery. Yeah. You know. He's he's such an interesting cat. He's he's such a such a unique guy. In hindsight, I feel like we got so tired of Pauly Shore so quickly yeah. that we mm-hmm. forgot that there's there's this weird like there's this weird like early Brando thing he's got where he just like <laughs> he's just such a weird person normally that yeah. he just makes nothing but strong character choices. Yeah, for he's sure. Like, his his characters are so lived in. They've got like little like ticks and things that they do. It's just he like all of his characters, the all of his one character. His, yeah. It's so well developed. He's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the things that in my revisit of this movie that I did get an odd appreciation for just his performance and how he carries this movie. Like, and there's unexpectedly he like really moving does. moving moments with him and Link that I'm just like, hmm, good job, yeah. Polly Shore. Or like when he puts when he puts with Dave's being a real dick at the end of the movie <laughs> and he just like totally like diplomatically puts him in his place you know he gives him the best friend equivalent of like i'm not mad i'm just disappointed yeah for sure you know where it's like man this dude handles everything perfectly this guy's an exemplary human being yeah i i fully thought going into it that i was going to be like oh man this Polly shore character this is going to get old real quick and on the one hand the whole like you know wheezing the juice and grindage and all that stuff is is weird yeah. but then yeah like we're saying on the other hand he eventually does become this definite like uh, emotional heart of the movie absolutely yeah <laughs> and also we have to remember being like an audience from 1992 like we wouldn't have been very familiar we wouldn't have been familiar with any of those catchphrases so those just would have fucking slapped yeah when you saw it in the theater in yeah june of 92 yeah yep wow june of 92 that's insane so i was (laughs) saying that this movie shot in december of 91 (laughs) to to february of 92 and they got this shit out in june that's fast. That is a <laughs> they, fucking fast. They, that is, they booked those theaters and they were going to make that efficiency. And they were going to yeah. make that release date. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That's really that's really astonishing. And and aside from 
aside from the fact that it just like really leans into what it is in the time period, I don't yeah. think it's bad at all. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of like really goofy, corny stuff, but you can certainly do a lot worse going back in the canon of stuff from the early nineties. And oh, yeah, we were sure. and we were talking with Ashley of just how handsy they are with him. With <laughs> just very with Link, Link just, yeah. yes. Yeah, they're they really are they're, they're kind of all over him <laughs> i i first of all i i love the the makeover sequence yeah it's love it's short it's it, it it's it's nice and short but just even just the, the choice like down to right said fred even though it's just super <laughs> on the nose it's like come on what other song are we gonna play oh yeah for it's sure. 1992 yeah like it's a makeover we're playing i'm too sexy that those are the rules yeah for sure um yeah, neither one of us were were too uh, uh, displeased at at the the handsiness that that's yes. going on uh, with these with these three characters. Because I remember being a a kid and renting this, and I think I watched this with my dad because my dad did love love him some Polly Shore. <laughs> like my dad thought Polly Shore was fucking hilarious. That's great. Like that. anything, just like fucking landed with my dad. Yeah, like coming out of Polly Shore's mouth. And yeah, I do remember just a fascination with brendan fraser and just how handsome he is i, I gotta dreamy. say like knowing knowing the uh, i'd never thought of them that way um, <laughs> clearly and yeah yeah surprisingly um but at, but at the same time you know having with the whole ashley brendan fraser instagram love fest that she started <laughs> i I, re- I really was forced to to look at it from from a fresh perspective and uh and especially there's one shot during the makeover sequence it's bef- right before they cut his hair uh-huh. but like right after they wash all the clay off of him yep where like I was like god goddamn Brendan yep. Fraser is like kind of model good looking yes indeed yeah. he's got a pretty face yeah he he look he really is oh yeah, yeah for sure was- um, it, it, it hit me like a sack of bricks. Ashley did mention that you had some thoughts about this uh, six foot three Germanic Teutonic, you know, specimen of a man passing for a you know Cro-Magnon. <laughs> weren't cave weren't cavemen kind of little? Is that the whole thing? Is that yeah. that that well, people were just a lot smaller back then? They- Here's where here's where they can kind of get away with it a little bit. Cro <laughs> Magnon and Neanderthal, like one of the big discernible differences mm-hmm. between them was that mm-hmm. Cro Magnon was taller, leaner, more capable, like more capable of being like nimble and traveling longer distances. Neanderthals yep. were like short, squat, powerful. Yep. So so okay, like six three maybe a, a bit of a stretch, but uh, <laughs> but he probably like. I understand that, like during Pangea, everything was kind of a mixed bag. We we all kind of looked more similar, but Brendan Fraser is a straight up white dude, and I, I'm pretty sure there were no straight up white Cro-Magnons. <laughs> I mean, we so I saw Clown of the Cave Bear. Uh, you know, we have to do Clown of the yeah, Cave Bear man. on the show. Daryl Hannah comes from that like Nordic, you know, white lady yeah. tribe. Yeah, yeah. She's from the she's from far far north. <laughs> yes, yeah. indeed. So, she's from the she's from the North Pole of prehistoric Pangea. Yeah. <laughs> so Cro Magnon is this is this French somehow? Cro Magnon. 
Well, is it, it, am I making that on? Yeah. Am I making that up as like filet mignon? Is it Lelux? <laughs> uh, what are those caves with the paintings? Lelux in France? Is that in France? Oh right? man, you are you are testing me. Here. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> now we're. Well, I knew yeah, that. It's like the it's like the really famous horse with, with like the big the, fat horse with the big yeah with the big stomach yeah the big fat horse. That's like yeah. Lelux caves in France. Sure. That sounds about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. and uh, I mean you're the one with like the like the, <laughs> yeah, like the anthropology the, the, degree, Joe. The, the anthropology anthropology not even. I was an anthropology minor. <laughs> that's just that's just become a big joke because it's like Joe's the anthropology guy, and it's like mm, I took like thirty credits in this fifteen years ago. I don't, I, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm qualified to talk about this. It stuff. counts. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. You okay. show, you show well, up. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, hey, while we're on the subject of uh, of my old uh, state university anthropology minor, yes. Um, s- speaking of schooling, one thing that stood out to me because I'm a crazy person is you know. So you know how right before the driving school, mm-hmm. how um, uh, how he's t- to the main girl whose name escapes me. The teacher's like you again, right. and she's like, I just can't get that parallel parking thing. And he gets like really stern with her. Oh, yeah. He's like, parallel parking is not a thing. You know, <laughs> I thought that as a driving instructor in Los Angeles, I thought he had every right to be stern with that teenager's underestimation of the importance of parallel parking. In I Los mean, Angeles. it's true. I didn't, yeah. I didn't properly learn how to parallel park until I moved to L.A. Yeah. I sure, because you because you yep. never had to because there was always parking in a parking lot yeah. everywhere or, you went, or at least like you could just drive in your par- yeah. your parking yeah. spot proximity to your home, like lives and dies by your ability to parallel park mm-hmm. in LA. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm a- do, do you do you have? Do you have the stones and do yeah. you have the chops to pull <laughs> yeah. this off? I'm not a great driver, but I am a really good parallel parker. I can test that. That's a really important skill. <laughs> yeah, I would say that that's probably more important that that girl knows how to parallel park than anything about. Agreed. A I mean, if she's going to be shopping on Melrose Avenue, she's going to have to learn how to yeah. parallel park. Oh, yeah. 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 It, that's, I mean, if you want to go to the good stores, you're going to have to learn how to do this stuff. We're going to Melrose. We're going to Melrose. <laughs> We're going to Melrose. <laughs> I can attest that all the cool shops on Melrose, uh, all the, the neighborhood street parking, taken. Mm-hmm. If not, oh, yeah. if not, oh, yeah. if not permit only. So, and you're, and you're probably going to have to do a couple loops and catch somebody pulling out. Oh, for, of oh my God. I mean, yeah, still to lucky. this day, when, when the bars were open, uh, just <laughs> oh, going, going to oh. West Hollywood, I mean, it was just like, yeah, the street spots, luck of the draw were just oh, yeah. like, roll the dice, roll the dice. <laughs> and if you could find one, yep. you, you better fucking yep. know how to Pearl Park. You yeah. better know how to parallel park. <laughs> hey, so so I have a question for you guys because yes. I have a lot of like really random thoughts on sure. Encino Man Let's and they're it. all kind of scattered like chronologically throughout the movie. <laughs> so I'm happy to just like hang back and play tambourine and answer questions you guys have or I can volunteer <laughs> some stuff. How do you want me to do this? I've never been on your show before. You can hit us with any questions. Hit us with any kind question. Of gone, I love it. We've kind of gone through like the uh, – the timeline of of the movie. So at this point now we're just reminiscing. Okay. All right. Well, how about this? I'm gonna I'm gonna take you on a on an Encino Man style retrospective uh, from the beginning it. of the movie to the end. Love it. Like things that struck me. Okay. So right off the bat, Stoney's worn pink mesh uh, shirt yes. over the white tank top is fucking killer. Oh my god. 
I mean, it is. Polly has a pretty slim frame, so we can pull it off. I yeah. appreciate that he has a shirt underneath because I feel like, yeah, just like a regular dooth just would have worn no shirt, and you would just see the nips. <laughs> and, and, so. yeah, and they're and they're they're most likely pierced nipples too. Oh yeah, Polly, in yeah. that scenario, you know, that would have been pretty so, subversive for '92 though, pierced nipples. Just, okay, that's yeah. fair. Even that would have been super edgy for a high yeah. school kid. And we even talked about LA. how Polly Shore dresses like maybe not actually how they addr- how they dressed in the late '60s or '70s, but how a high school like how his mind thinks they might have dressed too. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot, like a lot of a lot of mesh. The mesh shirts are <laughs> I know, crazy. I, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty outrageous. I was, I think, I was more overpowered by that style choice than I was impressed by it because it's just oh, yeah. so bold that you kind of ha- you have to at least step aside. Yeah, for sure. You know where it's like, all right, young man, you 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 march to the beat of that drum. Good for you. <laughs> I feel like for you know, me but- in particular, I have memories of. You know, my older sister watching MTV and me watching it with her and seeing Pauly and just being like, this fucking guy. And so it was just like, I knew that this was his aesthetic for better or for worse. That's what it is. So I just like, just like my eyes glaze over when I see him. And so it's just this like amorphous blob of bell bottoms and like yeah. maybe like a feather boa thrown in there at some point, you know. Sure. So yeah. when when I see like him in a mesh, a very loose mesh, very, you know, it's not even just like something with like holes in it. It's like a like a crochet, like a a very wide crocheted. But it seems fitted though. Yes. Too, which I appreciate. Yeah. Not loose in the in the fitting on him, but loose in like the loops. Yes. The loops are mm-hmm. very wide open. You can see just poke your hole right, poke, poke your finger right through the hole and just like touch his skin. There's no fabric. No, no problem. No, yeah. Um so to me I'm just like, oh, that's Polly. You know? Yeah. Classic <laughs> Polly. So, so I almost kind of forgot that he had a yep. mesh shirt. I mean, I, 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 I well, I, I also feel like mesh. our generation just takes Polyshore for granted. I'd be curious yeah, to talk to like, uh, just like a twenty-year-old of just like, yeah, show them Encino Man and Son-in-Law, and just what are your impressions of of Pauly Shore? Yeah, with with minimal knowledge at best mm-hmm. of the early '90s in general as a as a tone. Yeah, for sure. What what is your impression of Pauly Shore? Yeah, yeah, because that was a um. That was a very uh, like he- heavy quotation marks here. That was like an extreme time. Oh, where, like for, yeah. Com- commercials for products was like extreme. <laughs> like ev- everything was like maxed out. So Paul, this this broad, this like in- incredibly weird. Like Polly Shore was like the MTV VJ who had just started doing too many drugs. Oh yeah. Totally. Except he was like a mega famous movie star for like three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a very brief. Such three an years. Inter- such an interesting. Yeah, very very interesting. Yeah, I love that. Like the idea of a teen character or a young person dressing in this retro fashion was kind of 
It was a little ahead of its time. Ahead of its time and, mm-hmm. and not seen before. Like, there's no character in, like, Happy Days that's, like, yes. dressing like the 30s. Sure. You know? Yeah, he's, like, wearing a zoot suit. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah, what that, I mean? That didn't happen. Like, yeah. so when, so, like, you're saying if kids today were to see this, are they just, like, what the fuck? Like, what is that? Is that 90s? Like, we don't get it. Yeah. Because... Also, and I mentioned it earlier, it's like there's no characters now, like on Riverdale, that are dressing like Mad 1999. Right. That's true. You know, just well, because here's, it's here's their an interesting thing. thing. I think the uh, I think the movie kind of earns um, the the Polly Shore kind of like 60s, 70s nostalgia style, 70s more specifically. Yeah. Two 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 different ways. One, there's the scene where he's like doing yoga, listening to his walk. Yeah. And he's he's listening to uh, Frankenstein by the Edgar Winter Group. So he's like very he's obviously an appreciator at the time. Yeah. And then later in the movie, uh, he's wearing uh, when he's confronting Dave for being a dick. He's wearing a button down shirt that's just like a photo print of the crowd at Woodstock. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that too. I mean, was so it, he's obviously like an appreciator yeah. Yeah. of the era. Yeah, yeah. Big shout out to Edgar Winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't get many of them. No, yeah, Ed, Edgar Winter and, and his guitarist Rick Derringer. Oh. You know Rick Derringer. He he did that song, uh, Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo. Oh, I love Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo. Yeah, that's so, okay. So they, that that era that's very like dazed and confused uh era but it also to me what i get when i listen to like frankenstein and rock and roll hoochie and like that it's so much to me i imagine like homer simpson in high school sure Yes. Just mm-hmm. like this a, yep. burnout. A hundred a hundred thousand percent. I mean pretty yes. much my I mean pretty much my dad. Pete. Yeah. My my dad him in like him in like the late seventies. Yeah, yeah. 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 My 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 dad and Homer J. Simpson yeah. are, are both uh, are both the class of nineteen seventy five. Just yeah. laying on a beanbag chair mm-hmm. with their headphones yep. plugged yep. into plugged into the record player. Yep. <laughs> yep, you got the shag carpeting oh, and the lava man. lamp. Yeah, and, I love yeah, and that. you're lis- listening to the new Bachman Turner Overdrive <laughs> record. Yeah, like BTO, man. <laughs> I love that. That's so great. Yeah, okay, so I got an, I got another little style thing here for you. This is yeah. this is just a little one. Link walking into school wearing like thick, chunky cotton socks, oh spilling God. out of Chuck Taylors. That yeah. was a bold look. Indeed, I feel like that couldn't have been comfortable. Um, Not at all. <laughs> Chuck Taylors are so thin, and he, those socks are just very, yeah. like you yeah. said, very thick, very clunky. Uh, his fashion, his wardrobe is definitely a ch- choices. Choices are yes. being made. Um, yes. The fabric choices are just very specific, but probably uncomfortable. Like Scott mentioned as we were watching it, he's in a lot of turtlenecks. Yes. Right? Those white turtleneck like mm-hmm. situations. Like 
I feel like if he is actually a cave person or, you know, Cro-Magnon, whatever. He wouldn't want any clothes because yeah. he wouldn't like how, how they felt on his body. Yeah, yeah, I know as a kid, I did not like wearing pullover sweaters. Mm-hmm. I did not like a turtleneck, a mock turtleneck, anything that's just constricting on my neck. And I felt for Link wearing these constrictive clothes. Maybe that's why he had such baggy clothes. Yeah. Because as a cave person used to being so like, I mean, free he did wear he did yeah. wear board shorts pretty much at the prom. This is true. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Also, speaking of how he looked going to prom, his uh, hair for prom is a legit coonskin cap. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I, yeah. The side profile is like, I, ha- I had that Davy Crockett, Daniel Boone coonskin cap no, when for I was sure. seven years it old. Is I like, had that. It is so, like, it's very bouffant and it's like sitting on top of his head. It, if, in chat, if you saw his profile in shadow, it would look as if he's wearing a coonskin cap. You're absolutely it's like, right. Is that Daniel Boone? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, exactly. this, this movie is too much. Well, hey, I, mean, I, I, have, I, I have a really quick question for sure. you. Sure. Um, and it's about the the bully character, oh, Matt. Yes, Matt. <laughs> in you, in your honest opinion, don't humor me for a laugh. I sure. want your honest opinion on this. What do you think if we got to glimpse oh, at the next four years of that character's life? Real bully, <laughs> overcompensating. Yeah, you know, I call, calls Dave a fag. Yeah, you know, just yeah. like that that guy that all three of us went to high school with. Yeah, like what do you think the Las Vegas odds? would be of that guy in college at least letting another guy suck his dick. <laughs> pretty one, high. One, pretty one high. to one, one right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like that guy that guy mm-hmm. will absolutely oh. like get drunk enough to let his guard down. Oh yeah. And, He's at and, least and, 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 and yeah. I was gonna say that's he, happening. Or or is at least like taking up an offer from like an adult videographer of that I can give you <laughs> I can give you a hundred bucks right here. If you just take your clothes off on camera and just jerk off, right, and just right, jerk yeah. off, right, yeah, <laughs> just 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 jerk off in the passenger seat of my Mazda, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure, definitely that kind of guy. Like at a party, he's like, "Oh, you, oh, I never would have, I wouldn't have thought you were gay." Oh yeah, well, I don't know, sure, thanks, I guess, and then yeah. just has way too many questions about it. Yep, like way too many questions. Yeah, and I'm just like, and you, why? And he's you... al- he's also taking notes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, totally. Huh? Interesting. Okay, I was yeah. mentioning so you waited. I was so you waited until you went to college to yeah. tell your parents. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. I was mentioning okay. that like right. I like the bully from an '80s movie does kind of do it for me. <laughs> and just a sure. weird like fucked up fantasy that you have, yeah, like like like. Jo- like Johnny from Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, let's let's be real, Zabka. From uh, Billy Zapka. B- yeah. yeah, Billy Zapka. Get out of here. There's a reason he was casting all those movies with that blonde, floppy yes. blonde hair. Come on. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Love Zapka. 1,000%. <laughs> but yeah, um, I've, I have a feeling that uh, his character would probably be doing Randy Blue Porn. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just full. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Well said. Well, I was I was interested. I was go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, go for it. I was Hit just going to say I, I was I was surprised at how unlikable Sean Astin's character is. Oh my god! Oh, we get into a movie. Up, we up talked about that. Review. Yep. Yeah, we fully oh, decided. Imagine. We fully decided he's the villain of this movie. He is one hundred percent the villain. Yeah, everybody's just trying to live their lives, and he's just in there for himself. 
just like fucking yeah. it up. No, I was I never had the like selfish I need to be popular component. Yeah. But I had definitely mastered I had definitely mastered that same uptight like I'm going to fuck this up with this really nice cute cool girl because <laughs> I have no self-esteem thing. Yeah. That he I, did throughout the whole movie. Yeah. So That's one thing. So but I can re- I I can relate to that. Yeah. But I never once was just like even for one day, I just want to be like part of the cool crowd. My entire run at high school is just like, fuck those idiots. Those Dude, like those they people look, are terrible. Yeah, they're awful. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hang out with yeah. them. Yeah, like yeah. But you know, whatever. It's, it's this kind of like uh, fantasy of like coolness i guess mm-hmm. that was just part of these like 90s yeah. 80s 90s high school movies you they got to fit in with the cool kids That's- and every everybody ev- everybody wants community yeah of some kind yeah you know even even the most you, the even the most like seemingly lone wolf teenagers yeah it's it still they, they still long to belong to something yeah but you know? what so, he did so when you it, it go ahead but what he didn't know was that he found this community with link that's his new pack mm-hmm. that's it yeah you're you're <laughs> you, you, you were a duo now you're a trio yeah and yeah. that's that's whole, what we were talking about earlier like to link that's his whole like tie to these two is like that's his new pack now so he's like yeah. going to protect them and they're like and like one of his only like words is family, you know, family. So unless he's, you know, just been watching fast and the furious on repeat, but other than that, family, <laughs> but he just figured out, you know, that, that that's his pack. That's who he's, he's all down with. But you know, there's fucking Dave just like, Nope, I'm going to creep on this girl. Yep. And I'm going to have people over to my, to my fucking hole in to my, my backyard, like mud hole <laughs> yeah. in my backyard, my my pit that I have that I've dug out myself. Oh yeah. goodness gracious! Um, this movie's a lot of fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, I, I did. Thank you for giving me an excuse to watch it. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on our show, man. This is really fun. It's been a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, like I was saying, thank you so much for coming on our show. This was a, this was uh, a great time. You've added so so much science uh, in quotation marks. <laughs> yeah, heavy quotation marks. <laughs> you'll thank be you. you'll be credited as our anthropological consultant. Handsome Joe. Right, that's- it's all I've ever. It's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> you'll you'll be uh, all over all over social media as, as an anthropology consultant on 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 Encino Man. Um, thanks, man. This was a lot lots of yeah, fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a blast, guys. Until the next episode. Uh, definitely, we'll see you next time, dude. Take take care. You too. Bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between. This is probably one of the longest episodes we've done. Well, we'll see how long it is once we uh, chop it, was, it all up. It up. was a fun time, though. It was so much fun. I love Encino Man. And End of our Brendan Fraser summer miniseries. For now. Mm-hmm. But what I have to say about Encino Man is that Brendan Fraser has the face of an angel. So I dreamy. I said it before yeah. in this episode. So Angel handsome face, mm-hmm. ah, love it, and love Encino Man. Go watch this movie if you haven't already. You can rent it, um, you know, for a couple bucks uh, to watch at home. If you don't want to do that, I'm not telling you how else to find it. Hard online, <laughs> you can find it. But um, go rent this movie. It's it's totes fun. It's got Sean Astin, potatoes.
chop them up, put them in a stew, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Polly Shore, if you're not familiar with Polly Shore, listeners, this is a great intro to Polly. I mean, come on. Doesn't yeah, be oh, definitely. Yeah, and then they, I mean, when they're doing the the Polly Shore Criterion, it's going to be Encino <laughs> Man, Son-in-Law, yeah, and I would probably do Jury Duty over in the Army now. Sure, but you know, go let's go watch those movies if you can. And in the meantime, go check us out on social media. We are at Movies That Made Us Gay on Facebook and Instagram, and we are at MTMUG Pod on Twitter. And while you are on iTunes, you should rate and subscribe and give us a review. It helps us track yes, with indeed. all of the weird uh, Apple podcast algorithms. Yes, indeed. You should rate us. You should review us. And you should give us five stars while you're on Instagram. Thank you for listening, everybody. This was so much fun. And we will very shortly be back. With a brand new episode. Disappearing from the top model photo. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.